discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that even as we hear your word, our hearts and our minds are engrafted in your word. Thank you for revelation, even as we hear your word. Thank you for light. The entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding to the simple. Thank you for understanding, spiritual understanding for all of us. Thank you that we are enlightened. They, be, they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Thank you that even as we look unto you in your word, we are lightened, we receive light and all the shame that we have had in times past goes away completely. Thank you for joy and speak that is full of glory that proceeds out of your word. Thank you for the ministry of your word and the ministry of your spirit. Function this evening, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I remember sharing with you concerning the accomplishing power of the word. How that the word of God has accomplishing ability. It gets things done. You know, and I shared with you a scripture in Isaiah that talks about how that the rain, God's word, is like the rain. When it comes down, it will not return to him void. It will accomplish all that he says for it to accomplish. Now, if you read your Bible, you get to see, this is Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. What I just said is in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. Let's read it and then I'll continue. It says, for as the rain cometh down, and the go up, let's read from verse 8. I think it will be, be better. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Next verse. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Next verse. So shall my word be that goeth, out, goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing with whereto I sent it. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. That's what God said. It says, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. Now, how does God accomplish things? How does God get things done? If you read your Bible, you realize that everything, God does not actually move with his hand and with his legs to, um, God didn't move to manufacture the heavens. He didn't move to manufacture the sun. He didn't move to manufacture um, the trees and all of that. He spoke. And as he spoke, the things were accomplished. The Bible mentions that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So there's something about speaking and there's something about our mouth. If you read the Bible, you see that the word mouth in the New Testament is... Uh, stoma, okay, and it means the edge of a weapon. With your mouth, you can make, um, you can make a way for yourself. You can accomplish supernatural things through your mouth. 
So the way to get the word of God to work for you is by speaking the word of God, learning to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. So I want to take you through the scriptures and show you how God himself accomplished things and how he's expecting us to also accomplish things through his word. If you read in um, Psalm 33, verse 8, you see how God accomplishes and executes all things through speaking. Remember what we just read. It says, so shall, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish. Go back to that place. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It, so long as it goes out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. If it comes out of my mouth, it shall get it done. And that's how God gets things done. That's how he accomplishes and executes things. It's amazing. And I want to show it to you. In Psalm 33, I want to show you so many things in the Old Testament. For you to see that this principle that is revealed in the New Testament actually is something that has existed all this well. Psalm 33, verse 8. He says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Next verse. It's beautiful, eh? Let all the earth go back. Let all the, the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Why? Next verse, verse 9. For he spake, or he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. He says, he spake, or he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, he spoke, and it stood fast. How did he execute things? How did he accomplish things? By speaking. That is how to get the word of God to work in your life. For the word of God to work in your life, you need to speak. If you don't speak it, it doesn't work. Psalm 148, verse 3. All the way to verse 6. Psalm 148, verse 3. All the way to verse 8. It says, praise ye him. Sun and moon, praise him. He's talking about the sun and the moon praising God. Wow. If the sun and the moon praise God, it's being instructed to praise God. How much more you? Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens. And ye waters that be above the heavens. Verse 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? For he commanded and they were created. He commanded and they were created. Verse 6. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. He has made a decree or a statement. He has spoken which shall not pass. Wow. Go back to verse 5 into verse 6 once again. It's nice. It says, let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? For he commanded and they were created. He commanded and they were created. How did he create? He created by speaking, by commanding. So if you also want to create some things around you, you must command. Remember, we are born of God. If you read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, he says that ye are of God, little children. Ye are born of God, little children. Immediately you become born again, you are born of God. You are a child of God and hence you bear his genes. Matter of fact, we are actually born of the word. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, let us know. He says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Without the word of God, you cannot live. 
because you are born of the word. If a fish is born of water, that fish needs to stay in water to survive. If you are born of the word, you need to stay in the word to survive. The word of God is what you need for your, your development, for your forward movement, for, your, for every single good thing you can think about. So we are born after the nature of God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. What new creature is that? That new creature is born after the image and the likeness of God. The Bible says, as he is, as Jesus is, so are we now in this world. First chapter 4, verse 17. As he is, so are we now in this world. Hallelujah. He says, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. First John chapter 3, verse, verse 1 and verse 2. So we are children of God by virtue of our new birth. And hence we bear the, the genes of God. So God is showing us how he gets things accomplished. He's showing you how the, God, the Godhood accomplishes things. If you read in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it lets you know that we have become partakers of the divine nature. We are part of the divine nature. We participate. We are participators in the divine nature. We are stakeholders in the divine nature. We bear the same nature as God. According, let's read uh, 2 Peter 1, 3. It says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through him, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Next, verse 4. Then it says, Whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. By these you might be partakers. We are partakers of the divine nature. We are participators. We are actors in the divine nature. Hallelujah. In First John chapter, First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine, he says that God is faithful, by whom you are also called unto the fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ our Lord. We've been called unto fellowship with the Son Jesus Christ our Lord. You cannot relate to someone. We cannot relate with a dog on the level of a human being because dogs are not in the same category as human beings. So the, a dog, you can you cannot have intimate fellowship with a dog. It's not possible. You cannot come to the come to the house from work. And then be telling your dog the problems you had at work. It's not possible. If you want to talk to somebody, you need to talk to someone who is like you. You need to talk to a humankind. Okay? To be able to express yourself. You are in fellowship with humankind. Now, God says that we are, he has brought us onto fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Meaning that we are of the God kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are of the God kind. And the God kind functions in a certain way. And that's what he's showing you. How, how does the God kind work? How does God work? How does God get things done? He gets things done by using his mouth, by speaking. I don't know if I'm convincing you enough. I don't know if I'm, I'm showing you the word of God enough. So go back to Psalm 148. Let's read 5 into 6 so that you see it some more. Psalm 148, verse 5 into verse 6. He says, Let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? For he commanded and they were created. He commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. Wow. Wow. The word that comes out of his mouth is what accomplishes things. And because we are born after his image and after his kindness, and we, are, we belong to a God kind, the same thing must happen for us. The same thing has to be done in our case for things to be accomplished, for the word of God to accomplish things in our lives, for the power of God in the word to be exposed in our lives, we need to speak it. If you don't speak it, you will not have the results you're supposed to have. I'm going to show you some more. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. 
Hebrews 11 says that through faith, now through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, they were put together by the word of God. And the word, word there, the word of God there, is actually Rema. It means the spoken word of God. God spoke them into being. By the breath of his lips were all things made. He spoke and everything came to be. If you read in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, he shows us some more. He says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. He calleth, he speaketh, he calls them by their name as though they were. Things which be not as though they were. All the things we see today came out of his speech. He spoke his word and everything came into being. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me show you some things. In Ephesians chapter 1, um, verse 3, 4 and 5, we see something very lovely there. If, 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 if you look at it, let, let's look at it very well. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Then it is according as he has chosen us in him before the world, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now he's showing you things that God has accomplished in you and myself in our lives. He's showing you what he has accomplished in our lives. He starts off by saying that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has? He's not going to. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, how did God do it? How did God bless us? The word bless there is from a certain Greek word. And I want to show it to you. He says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? The word bless there is eulogio. Eulogio, E-U-L-O-G-E-O. Eulogio. And it's from two Greek words. Okay? The first one is E-U. The word E-U, E-U. And it means well. Okay? Well. And the next one is logia, which means to speak. Hallelujah. So, if you put it together, it means to speak well. Or good. And EU also means good. Okay? To speak well of or to speak good of. God is trying to let you know that before eternity, before time began, God blessed you. How did he bless us? How did he do it? He blessed us by speaking well concerning us. He spoke well concerning every aspect of your life. Now, when he says with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, he's not talking about um, the fact that he's not talking about uh, don't think that he's saying that the, the blessings are spiritual. That's not what he's talking about. He's showing you the mode through which he blessed you. I don't know if you're getting it. Yeah, He's showing you the mode. It's spiritual. It comes with the spirit. But the blessing is for every aspect of your life. He says he has blessed us with all. The word all is past. It means every type, every kind. Financially, spiritually, health-wise, relationship-wise, family-wise, every 
aspect of your life. God has spoken well concerning your life in every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how did he bless us? He blessed us by speaking well. The mode of his blessing was to speak well. To speak well of you. To speak good of you. To speak well of you concerning your finances. To speak well of you concerning your spiritual development. To speak well of you concerning your health. To speak well of you concerning your family. To speak, that is how he blessed you. He blessed you with all spiritual blessing by speaking well of and speaking good of you. If you look at the next verse, verse, verse 4, he shows us another thing that God did. So he blessed us. Apart from blessing us, he says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, he did something. He chose us. He chose us. Now, the word chose or chosen is ek legomai. Ek legomai. Okay? And the word ek is out. And legomai means to speak. So what, it, what he's saying is that if you put it together, it means to speak out. So God chose us by speaking out our names. He spoke out your name. Hallelujah. He spoke out your name. Thomas, that's how he chose you. How did he choose you? He chose you by speaking out your name. How did he choose you? He chose you by speaking out your name. Anthony, he chose you by speaking out. That's how, that's how he did it. He chose us by speaking out our names. By speaking us out. Amazing. He didn't choose us by his hand. Using his hand. No, he spoke out. And God accomplishes everything by words. By speaking. He blessed us by speaking. He chose us by speaking. And he predestinated us by speaking. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Guess what? The word predestinated means to, to declare or to decree. That's the Greek word. It means to decree or to declare. Hallelujah. He declared you. So, he predestinated you by declaring you. The word predestinated is prorizo. Prorizo. P-R-O-O-R-I-Z-O. Prorizo. And it means to predetermine, to decide beforehand. But it also means to declare. The means of deciding beforehand is by declaration. If you read in Romans chapter 1, um, verse, let me show it to you. You see a similar word used there. And it is not used as predestinated. It is used as something else, as declared. Let's read Romans chapter 1, verse, verse 3. It says, Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared, and declared, hallelujah, to be the son of God, with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the res- resurrection from the dead. The word declared there is the same thing as the other place. He declared. He predestinated you by declaring or by speaking. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are being blessed at all with what I'm sharing with you. So God, God accomplishes everything with his words. He speaks his words. And we are also thought to do the same. Brother, the way to come into salvation is by speaking. If you read in Romans chapter 10 from verse 8, it shows you how the word of faith works. Okay? Look at Romans chapter 10 verse 8. He says, but what's yet it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart. Let's go. Go back to verse, verse 7, so that we, we can understand even some more. Go up. Go up. Okay. He says, but the righteousness. Let, let, go to verse 5. He talks about the righteousness which is of the law, and then he talks about the righteousness which is of faith. Okay. Verse 5 says, for Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. 
says, the righteousness that comes of the law speaks on this wise, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So the righteousness which is of the law is by doing. If you don't do something, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you will not be righteous. So the righteousness which is by the law of Moses is hinged on doing. But the righteousness which is of faith is different. Go to the next verse. Then it says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. It doesn't do. It speaketh. Are you seeing it? Speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Next verse. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Verse 8. But what seeth it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. He says, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. It is in thy mouth first before it can enter your heart. If you feel that you don't believe the word of God, you need to speak it. As you speak it, you believe it. Hallelujah. As you speak it, you believe it. It's called the spirit of faith. If you read in um, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 13. He says, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. We also believe and therefore speak. This is, this is the spirit of faith. You believe and then you speak. He lets us know that we need to speak. If you don't speak, nothing is going to happen. The way to get the word of God to work around you is by speaking. And it starts off with salvation. And he tells us that we should continue in the same way. The way we got born again is the same way we should continue. Go to, so Colossians 2 verse 6. Look at Colossians 2 verse 6. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you received him, so walk ye in him. How, do, how does one receive our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9 and 10. What I'm, that's what I'm showing you now, isn't it? It says, But what's here that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. Next verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you born again? You got born again by believing and speaking, believing the information concerning the gospel that Jesus died for you. And he rose again for you. You believe that. And then you speak it. Until you speak it, you are not going to be saved. Believing brings you into righteousness. Speaking is what brings you into salvation. There are a lot of people who say, who believe with their heart. But they've never spoken it out. You need to speak it out. If you don't speak it out, you never enjoy the reality of it. The way to enjoy salvation is by speaking. He says, as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up. Hallelujah. As you receive, how do you receive him? By believing and speaking. He says, continue in the same way. By believing and speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, you can't um, put this aspect of your life away. The way to enjoy the goodness of God, the way to enjoy the blessings of God, is by speaking. In fact, Jesus is called the high priest of our confession. You made a confession, or you spoke something out. That is why you got born again. That is, and that is what Jesus is high priest over. If you read Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, you see it. Look at Hebrews 3 verse 1. 
Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. The word profession is confession. Consider the, high, the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. The NKJV says confession. This is the New King James Version. It says, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. He's a high priest of our confession. Amazing. Look at First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter three. Look at First Peter chapter three, verse ten. It says, "For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile." Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Have you seen it? For he that will love life. Do you love your life? He says, he that will love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. If you want to see good, he says, your, your tongue, your mouth has plays a major role. You read in James, James chapter 3. And you see so many beautiful things that are said concerning our tongue. From verse 3. Let me read from verse 2. It makes more sense from verse 2. It says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word or in speech, the same is perfect. It's a perfect man. So our maturity is even determined by our speech. The way a child is taught to grow and taught to learn is through speech. You tell him, repeat after me, say this after me, and then the child says it. I'll come back to that. It says, For in many things you offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man or a matured man, and able also to bridle the whole body. If he doesn't offend in word, he's able to bridle his whole body, he's able to control his whole body. Behold, we put space in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven by driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm. That's whoever the governor listed. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's telling you that your mouth, your tongue controls your whole life. Your fruitfulness is dependent on what you are saying. If you notice, leaves are shaped like your mouth. Our mouths are the same as it looks in the, it looks the shape of, of, our, of, 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 of our mouth. Leaves, that's how it looks like. And amazingly, leaves breathe through something called the stoma. <laughs> Stomata. It comes from the word stoma, which is mouth. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, if you did science in school. <laughs> your fruitfulness is dependent on what you're saying. It's dependent on your mouth. To get the word of God to work with you, around you, you need to speak the word. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Our mouths is what leads us. If any man will enjoy life, if he will see good days, he must speak good words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that eat, they that love it shall eat the fruit of thereof. If you love it, you eat the fruit thereof. He says, death and life. There are times you need to speak death, and there are times you need to speak life. If there's a cancer worrying you, you need to, it's time to speak death. You speak death to that cancer. You kill that cancer in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there's something worrying your business, you kill that thing by the power of the Holy Ghost through the name of Jesus. You speak it forth. I command you to die. And at times you speak life. 
You speak life to your health. You speak life to your finances. You speak life to every aspect, to your family, to every aspect of your life. This is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the food thereof. Death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. If you love it, you eat the food thereof. Jesus said in Mark, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou cast into the sea. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered, Have faith in God. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Whatsoever he saith, he shall have. Your, your mouth controls your life. And guess what? God has showed us why he gave us his word. He gave us his word so that we can say, what he has said. That's why we have our mouths. He gave us our mouth not for eating ice cream, not for eating um, jollof and fried rice, not for chewing chicken and goat, but to speak. To speak. Speak what? Speak his word. To give life to his word. The way for his word to work around you is by speaking it. By saying the same thing in consent. Saying the same thing as he has said. Like I said, a child cannot grow in speech, okay? And if you're not going in speech, you're not going any other way. Yeah. If you can't talk, you can't go to school, you can't have a lot of things happening around you. You can't even say what you, you, you like. You can't make requests. It's not possible. So you tell a child. It is not funeral. My, my son will say funeral. It's funeral. Then he repeats funeral. You repeat what your parents tell you. That's how you learn. And that's how you grow. They tell you, say it like this. Say it like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then you say it. You repeat it. So you repeat what God has said. The reason why he gave us his word is so that we can repeat what he has said. If you read in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. So he's showing you what to do with the word. How, how will you get the word to work around you? Speak it. If you speak it, it will work around you. Hallelujah. How will you get the word of God to accomplish things? Speak it. If you don't speak it, it will never get out of you and it will never accomplish anything. It's not enough reading it. You must speak it. Learn to speak it. If you speak it, you bring life to everything around you. Hallelujah. You bring life to your health. You bring life to your finances. You bring life to your spiritual growth. You must confess. You must make confessions concerning your spiritual growth. You must confess that I'm growing spiritually. The eyes of my understanding is being enlightened. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him is working in my life. I'm going forward. I'm focused. I'm able to study the word. The word of God is working in my life. Don't, if you don't make cons- confessions concerning your spiritual life, you will never develop spiritually. You need to make confessions not only about your finances or about your health, but also about your, your spiritual life because actually your spiritual life controls your finances and controls your health. Third John 2 says that, I wish, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers, the prosperity of our soul is called a spiritual development. Spiritual growth is actually prosperity of your soul. So you must speak life into your spiritual development. You must declare that you are focused. I'm focused on Christ. The gifts of the Spirit are working in me. 
the gifts of healings, the gifts of faith, the gifts of working on miracles, the gifts of prophecy, the gifts of word of knowledge, they are all working in me in the name of the Lord Jesus. My relationship with the Holy Spirit is increasing in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm able to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides me. He teaches me. This year, I will never go down. This year, I'll keep going higher and higher in my, in my spiritual life. These are the things you see. If you don't speak concerning your spiritual life, you never go. As I open the word, the word of God jumps to me. I have revelation. I have revelation, the knowledge of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The eyes of my understanding is enlightened. I know what is the hope of his calling. This year, I know the hope of his calling. I'm, I'm not, I will not be spiritually dumb and spiritually deaf. I will not be spiritually blind. My eyes are open. I can see before things happen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Visions are, are, are coming to me. In the name of the, You speak concerning your spiritual growth. Always remember that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he shows us why he gives us the word. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let me show it to you. Hebrews 13, verse 5. I have so many things to share with you. I don't know if you are ready to receive them. He says, let your conversation be without covetousness. Let your lifestyle be without covetousness. Don't be uh, jealous of what someone has and covet it so strongly that you would even kill for it. He says, let your conversation or your life be without covetousness. Why? He says, and be content with such things as ye have. For he, God, has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's showing you what God has said. Now, God speaks for a purpose so that you may boldly say, that's the next thing, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord says, so that we may boldly say. He has said, so that we may boldly say. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly and confidently say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We're showing you why he has, why we have the word, why we have the Bible. We have the Bible so that we can give voice to it. It's called giving voice to the word of God. Now, look at Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. You would love this. Psalm 103, verse 20. He says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments. The, 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 the angels do the Lord's commandments, or the Lord's words, or the Lord's instructions. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. They hearken unto the voice of his word. Now, what is he talking about? What is the voice of his word? The voice of his word is you repeating what he has said. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 33, he says, that, Who is he that seeth a thing? And it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. Is it 33? 37, rather. It's Lamentations 3, verse 37. It says, Who is he that seeth the thing and it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not? If the Lord has not spoken it and you say it, it will not come to pass. What works is the word. Now he's saying that you are there to repeat what God has said. Just repeat what God has said. What has God said concerning you? Just repeat what he has said concerning you. Hallelujah. Go back to that place. Psalm 103 verse 20. You must give voice to the commandments of the Lord. Bless the Lord ye his angels that excel in strength. That do his commandments. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. They hearken unto the voice of his word. As you speak the word of God. It goes out. And the angels carry it and get it done. He says they do his commandments. They accomplish his commandments in your life. Wow. Psalm 62 verse 11. 
Look at Psalm 62, verse 11. It says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard, that power belongeth unto God. God has spoken once, but twice have I heard. How do you hear it twice? By speaking it to yourself. When he speaks the word of God, when the word of God comes to you, you need to speak it. It says, once has God spoken, twice have I heard. How did he hear it twice? Because he spoke it to himself. He spoke it. When he spoke it, it happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, don't be quiet. Don't be a quiet Christian. You can be a cool, calm, and collected person, but don't be quiet when it comes to your life. Speak concerning your life. Speak concerning your finances. Speak concerning your health. Speak concerning your spiritual development. Speak concerning your ministry. Speak concerning your service to the Lord. I will serve the Lord all the days of my life. My life is for the glory of God. That's what you should be saying such things to yourself. My life, br- my life brings light to many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be quiet. Our job is to give voice to his word. Present tense voice to his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 2, verse 7. Psalm 2, verse 7. He says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. This is a, this is a, a verse concerning Jesus. And what he does with the word of God. He says, I will declare the decree. The decree was made by God. And I have come to declare what God declared concerning me. What God decreed concerning me. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Therefore I will declare that decree. Brother, you need to declare the decree concerning yourself. What has God said concerning your life? It says God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Say it for yourself. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. In my going out and my coming and I'm blessed. I'm blessed whenever I go. And I'm blessed whenever I come. The fruit of my womb is blessed. My children are blessed. My children are like olive plants around me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My wife is blessed. My business is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. Everything I lay my hands on is blessed. Say such things for yourself. Don't be a quiet Christian. Hmm, We don't know if what God has even said will come to pass. Brother, you are destroying your life. He has said so that you may boldly say. That's how to get the word of God to work around. What am I preaching on? How to get the word of God to work, isn't it? This is how you get the word of God to work for you. To accomplish supernatural things. This is how God accomplishes things and executes things through speaking. Brothers and sisters, don't be quiet. Now, as you speak the word, you may, you may think that it is not working. If you don't see some things happening you immediately. Always remember that the word of God is seed. If you read in Mark chapter 4, let me share this. This is the last thing I'm sharing with you and I'll close, okay? Mark chapter 4, verse 14. He says that the sower soweth the word. He's talking about, he was explaining the parable of the sower. And it's the first thing he said was that the sower soweth the word. So what the word of God is seed. The word of God is seed. How many of you plant a seed today and open it up after some few hours to check if it is, if it is growing? Or open it up after, after two days to check if it is growing? Depending on the kind of seed you've planted, you have, it takes some time before you see it even shoot up and then bear fruit. It takes time. It takes time. It is made that to produce fruit in, in, in three months. But the other fruits that takes a while. The word of God is seed. The fact that you are speaking it and you've not seen something happening around you does not mean that it didn't work. It works. Always remember. It's seed. And because it's seed, it grows. Go down to verse 26. Go down to verse 26. Mark 4, 26. He says, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. Into the, ground. the word of God. He should cast seed into the ground. Next verse. 
and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Have you seen it? So what he's saying is that when you speak the word of God, allow patience to envelope your heart. Be patient with the word. Be patient. Don't be in a hurry. Next verse. It says it will grow. As you sleep, as the day goes by, it is growing. For the earth bringeth forth the fruit of herself, first the blade. So you see some, you start seeing signals and signs of it working. Then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. So it's, it's from one stage, one level to another. If you give it the patience it requires and do what God wants, I'll show you what to do as you speak the word or as you sow the word through your declarations. Okay? Take your time. Don't say, ah, we've been speaking these things for a long time. You are, you are negating all that you said. That's what you're doing. What you're doing is that you are, you are uprooting all your seeds. All the seeds you sowed, you are, you are uncovering all of them. It will never grow like that. Some people negate everything they say. They speak the word and then after some two days they're like, I, we don't even know if this thing is going to work. You have just uprooted your seed. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because the seed, the word of God is seed. So long as it is planted and left to be there, it will grow. Now, if you look at um, Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Okay, let me show you something. Mark chapter 11. Something remarkable that happened. One day Jesus was on his, was on his way to Jerusalem. And during this time, he was, living in, he was sleeping in Bethany. He came to Jerusalem six days before um, he was crucified. But he was not living in Jerusalem. He was always going to Bethany, which was close to Jerusalem. Because Lazarus and his, his sisters were there. Lazarus, Martha, and Mary were there. Apart from that, Lazarus' father, which is Simon the leper, was also there. So they, were all, they were his friends. It was, he, was, he was friends with that family. So he would stay in their house and go to Jerusalem. And then come back all the time. Now on one of his visits to Jerusalem from um, Bethany. The Bible says he was hungry. So you see, look at um, Mark 11, 12. Says, on, and on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. So he was coming from Jerusalem into Bethany. So as we were going, he was hungry. He, was, he had finished his ministry and he was going. He was hungry. Can you imagine Jesus go hungry? Next verse, verse 13. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came. If happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of fix was not yet. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Can you imagine? Someone is asking, Ah, but it wasn't time for the fix to come yet. So how, why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Because the fig tree, even though it was not yet time for fig trees to bear fruit, the fig tree have born leaves. And leaves is a sign that fruit is on. So Jesus actually cursed the fig tree for the hypocrisy. Okay? It was, it was hypocritical. And figs represents the, the, self, the self-righteousness of, of man. If you read in, in, in Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they did when they lost the glory of God, that God gave to them. They lost their covering. Okay? They took, when they saw that they were naked, the first thing they did was that they took fig leaves and covered themselves. So fig leaves represents the works of man. The self-righteous works of man. Which is cursed before the Lord. It is hypocritical. It is hypocrisy and deception. So this fig tree was deceiving the Lord and was being hypocritical. So the Lord cursed it. I hope you understand now. 
He says, and Jesus answered and said unto it, this is verse 11, Mark 11, verse 14 rather, no man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Next verse. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went to the temple. So they went to, he went to do so many wild things in Jerusalem and all of that. Now, go down to verse 20. And in the morning, so they went, did whatever they were supposed to do, came back to Bethany, and then when they were on their way back to Jerusalem, he says, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Next verse. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. So when Jesus spoke to the tree and said, no man is going to eat of thee, and cursed it, we see that nothing happened immediately. But the following day when they came, they saw that it had withered away and it was drying from the roots. Wow. When you speak the word, don't think that nothing has happened. Immediately you speak the word, something happens. If you look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 21, from verse 18 to verse 19, you see this same story told by Matthew in a different way. Matthew 21, 18 to 19. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing there, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward, forever. And presently, the fig tree withered away. So Matthew reports that it happened immediately. Now, is Matthew and Mark saying two different things? No, one is describing what happened in the spirit, and one is describing to you what happened in the physical. Mark described what happened physically. Physically, you saw nothing. But the following day, they saw that it, it was drying. It was it had withered. But Matthew reports what happened in the spirit. As soon as Jesus released the word, immediately in the spirit, it happened. It happened in the spirit. So when you speak the word of God, in the spirit, it has happened. But it always takes a while for it to show up physically. It's just like what we have in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Jesus said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There's a distance or there's a time frame between when you receive it and when you have them. This is the challenge of most Christians because they don't know how to receive from God. They don't know how to receive from God. You receive from God immediately you pray. Immediately you declare. You receive. Therefore, I say unto you, what things ever you desire, when you pray, when? When? He's talking about the time you pray, the day you pray. When you pray, believe that you receive them. In other words, receive them in the spirit. And you shall have them physically. This is what happens with the seed. When you plant it, it takes a while before you see the fruits. It doesn't mean that it's not, it's not working. Now, what do you do when you plant it? You must water. Whilst you are waiting, what do you do? You must water the seed. How do you water the seed? What do you do to water the seed? After you have spoken the word, what do you do? You speak some more. You water the seed by speaking. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. He says, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. He says, continually. Offer the, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. The word continually means unbroken. One of the things that you do to a tree continually is to water it continually. Is it true? If you, have, if you plant a seed, you need to water it continually. If the seed is coming up, you need to water it continually because you're watering it's what to cause the tree to grow and bear fruit. How do you water it? It says, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, then it shows you what he's talking about. 
what priest is talking about is that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name now what is he talking about can i show you this thing it's so nice the word giving thanks is from the greek word homologio H-O-M-O-L-O-G-E-O Homologio Homo is seeing Logio is same speaking Saying the same thing in consent I don't know if you're catching it Saying the same thing For instance, we have Homo sapiens It means same sapiens We have the same sapiens We have the same uh, whatever Genus and What was the other one? Species same genus and same species. Hallelujah. So this one says we should say the same thing. You see, the word giving thanks is saying the same thing in consent. Okay, to say the same thing as another, to agree with assent, to say the same thing, to confess, to declare. Say the same thing as who? As what God has said. So what he's saying is that you give, you offer praise, sacrifice of praise to God continually, unabated. By saying the same thing with the with your mouth, it's called the fruit of our lips. Say the same thing as God has said to His name. Say what He has said. Say what God has said. That's how to get the word of God to work in your life. That's how to water the seed, plant it by speaking, water it by speaking, and you harvest to the glory of God. This is how to get the word of God working in your life. Hallelujah! If you want to see your wealth, your wealth, your health working. Speak what God has said concerning your health. What has God said concerning your health? It means you must first find out. You must first, you must first know it. That's why we read. That's why we study. That's why we meditate. So we can have revelation and say what He has said for us to say. Then you can see the fruits around you. Your health is working because He died so that you might live in health. By His stripes you were healed. By His stripes I was healed. You say the same thing. Say what He has said, and watch your life go forward. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.